Because <laughs> they did it all online. They, you can't oh. really do it on. They did some in store, like I think the Walmart and Blackfoot. I was able, like I saw Brittany almost got one, and then I saw one. Or I've, like Fred Myers was telling me they've had them in store a couple oh, times. Interesting. But it's been tough. That's you know third world problems right there. <laughs> you say third world problems. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the rom-com, dudes. It's great to be back. It's been a break. Sorry, everyone. Uh, I was supposed to release an episode last week, but we that's okay. To, and we were supposed to record more, too, but... Yeah, we were going to we have a guest. three episodes planned. <laughs> but we, some things came up, and that's okay. Things happen. Um, it, it feels good, though. You know, like, we're it. back. We, we watched... We're going to do two movies in a row. We usually do. And hopefully, I was thinking we could record again next week with two more movies. Then we yeah. can take a little bit longer break. Yeah, we'll talk about it. That's yeah. that's shop talk. Who cares? <laughs> I'm building a podcast for my work right now, like actively, which is kind of fun. Oh, that's now. cool. Yeah, it's super cool. And I feel like, oh, yeah, my like I'm I'm talking to my boss's boss at this point. And he's, wow. yeah, and he's like Look been pretty impressed with my knowledge, even though I don't know how to do the recording. I know how to build one, though, <laughs> which is... All that counts, I guess. Consistency, if that's anything. That's that's what you need. The recording is fairly basic yeah. for podcasting, so I probably could show you that really easily. Someday. We have a guy, and he's been I doing it for so long. And he was... I recorded... Um, I did the introduction to our podcast, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Like, I recorded it okay. as a separate... Like, they do two different... They had, like, an announcer, and I was the announcer. Okay. And uh, he was like, look under your chair. So I look under my chair, and he's like... That's a $3,000 mic. <laughs> I'm like, holy crap. Holy. He's like, I don't know why we have it. <laughs> it's always just sitting in that box. That's so Once you switch it out, it's too cold. I don't know. <laughs> we already have these set up. And the, the mics he has already set up are $400 mics. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a nice system. The uh, One of the guys that works at Melaleuca was my teacher. Oh, we're now dropping names? I don't remember his name. No, <laughs> oh, I'm saying my job. I'm going to get doxxed. Just kidding. Yeah, that's why I'm not. I didn't say who it was. No, no, my my job. No, it doesn't matter. It's oh. fine. Okay, I wasn't sure. That's why I didn't say specifically. <clears throat> so he, what did he do? Video. He oh, he was video. Yeah. Oh yeah, what's his name? I don't remember. He's, tall. Yeah, he tall. still works there. Bigger yeah. dude, right? Yeah, he was yeah. working at Mel Luca News because he was just. It was an evening class. Yeah, yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah, he he has a cane. Mm-hmm. He's so big that I don't think he can walk really yeah. in. He does a lot of cool stuff. He, he's mostly a, cool a sound dude. guy, but I know he, he does video stuff. For, I think he edits for him. Yeah. So, But he, he has like a sound studio at his place. He lives in near St. Anthony around one of those smaller towns. Mm. The guy who does the sound studio lives close to you, actually. He lives, I think he lives on the other side of County Line. Okay. And over there. Gosh, you see, I'm doxing him. I haven't said any names. I'll, I'll tell you. I think you might know him, so I'll, I'll bring him up after. Okay. Today we're doing my best friend's wedding. Yep. Uh, before I wanted to do that, I wanted to say my top 10 movies of 2020, if you're cool with that. I was going to tell you before, but... I didn't have to think about that for myself. So yeah, you're, I mean, you're just going to do it. Because I'm going to do it because I already have the list. I posted yeah, it I online. Posted, oh, yeah, you didn't. You posted it on Rom-Com Dudes, didn't yeah, you? I wanted, but I want to do it on the podcast. I haven't seen hardly any of those movies. Yeah, there are a lot of... That's why I want to... Why is my silly... Oh, it's... I don't get good service down here. That's not good. You need a Wi-Fi password? Yeah, probably. Okay. Let me do this real quick, though. Okay, I'll write that down. I, ha- I have a lot of indie movies, so stop me if you want to talk about it. Okay. Okay? So I'll go 10 to 1. Okay. 
I, so, like, I know I read it. I just <laughs> don't remember all of them. Well, I'll do my honorable mentions first. We okay. don't we don't have to stay on these. You can I'll just bring them up. Yeah. Dick uh, Dick Johnson is dead. Honorable mention. It's a it's a documentary on Netflix. Very good. Watch it. Okay. The Vast of Night. I think it came out in 2019. It's on Amazon Prime. Watch it. Uncle Frank is also on Amazon Prime. Very good. Watch it. <laughs> Am I just going to say that every time? <laughs> uh, Borat 2. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. I didn't, I didn't even see Borat 1. I think this should be a Halloween. The next one, I think should be a Halloween like yearly watch. I think it's like a new... In my family, it's a new Halloween movie. It's called uh, Vampires vs. the Bronx. I heard Netflix. about that. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's very fun. It's Netflix. not the best movie in the world, but it's like an honorable mention as in like, you should watch this. It's it's about these kids who find vampire that vampires that work okay. for like this housing development in New, in the Bronx. Uh, on the Rocks, it's an Apple TV movie with uh, Bill Murray and uh, what's her name? Oh, yeah. I, uh, Parks and Rec and The Office Girl. Uh, Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones, thank you. We, uh, I got a new phone. And we got a year of Apple TV. Ooh, so. yeah, with that. That's yeah. awesome. What'd you get, the 12? 12 mini. The 12 mini? Yeah. Nice. I kind of want the mini. I was gonna. I was trying to get the SE, but oh. there was a deal, so it was the same price. Oh, cool. The 12 mini kind is of. the same size, isn't it? Yeah, the same screen size. Screen just size. Phone. That's cool. Anyways. Uh, I'm thinking of ending things. It's a Netflix movie. Very weird. So if you're not into a long, weird movie, it's probably not for everyone. Bill and Ted Face the Music, of course. Have you seen it? I've never seen any it's, Bill and Ted movies. Oh, you would love Bill and I, Ted. I want to. So, like, uh, there are, it's on my top. All of those movies are on my top yeah, to see. Yeah, Bill and Ted is a great. All three of them are great. I mean, the second one's okay. The first and third are a lot of fun. Uh, Hamilton, that's going to be, are they going to hear that? Somebody flushed the toilet, I think. No, it's a furnace. It's oh, like, it's the furnace. We're recording vocals. We don't have a big problem. Oh, well. You'll hear it if you hear it. Who cares? Yeah. Suck be- it up, audience. You won't really notice it. Maybe I'll put like a tiny filter on. Uh, I put Hamilton question mark. Question mark. Well, I mean, like, is that considered a movie? Well, yeah. Yeah, it's a movie. It came out this year. I'm going to say yes. It should have been in my top 10, honestly, but I was so like, do I count this as a movie? And it was a hybrid, so I should. But then, like, I was thinking, like, the Academy doesn't count it. Like, they're not going to give it an award. I don't know why. It's dumb. Who cares? Uh, The Old Guard. It's a Netflix original. Yeah, that's uh, very good. That's a, that's been signed on for a second movie. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's that's a fun movie. I want to watch it. Uh, Invisible Man, which I sh- I kind of oh, wanted to put in my top horror. ten. It's a yeah, it's a horror. It's like a thriller. It yeah. came out this it's year. A St- Stephen King. No, no, no. It's an old Universal monster that's what movie. It is. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, it's coming or it's on HBO. You should okay. watch it. Uh, um, it's the last movie I saw in theaters this year. Nice. So March and beginning of March. It was my birthday, I think. Okay, top ten. If you want to stop me, you want to talk about it, you can. Ten. Soul. Did you see Soul? Not yet. Yeah, it's great. Our kids don't want to watch it. It's driving me crazy. I just, want to watch it so bad. Yeah, just watch it. It's so fun. Just be like, you're watching it. Yeah. They'll watch. They'll, I mean, it's animated. And, and there's it, music. And it has cool, like, 2D animation in it, too. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's cool. I'm excited. I've like, been wanting to watch it, and I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, number nine, The Trial of the Chicago 7. Ooh, that's... Nah. Sorkin movie, so it's a lot of walking and talking. It's... Uh, no, but yeah, it's... Uh, Netflix. Netf- yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of names in that one. Yeah, yeah. Like Sasha Boron Cohen again. Yeah. The Borat uh, has uh, The Theory of Everything guy. Oh, uh, Eddie Redman. <laughs> Eddie Redman. Yeah. I can't think of anyone's name. Uh, number eight, 
Boy State, an Apple TV movie. It's a documentary. Okay. It's one of the best movies. It's so good. It's probably it's my favorite documentary this year. See, I try to put in these movies that like people have probably never seen too, so that they can like, well, maybe I should check that out. Yeah. Uh, seven is Mank, which is a new Netflix movie. Um, directed by Mank, M-A-N-K, directed hmm. by David Finch. It's about the it's about um, Citizen Kane and how it was written. Oh, okay. Number six, Tenet. Oh, so good. Tenet's fun. I want to see it so bad. Uh, five, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is you would like a lot. That's the music. Um, it has a lot Chadwick of Chadwick Boseman film. Yeah, it's his last movie. No, there's one more, I think. Because he did a he did a bunch. He's amazing in it. Yeah, he's, he's very good. I was like, I don't remember which one was actually his last film because he did a lot. Because he did that the bridges, twelve bridges. He did uh, yeah. The he recorded some dialogue for the new uh, What If series from Marvel. Yeah. And he did uh, oh my gosh, why can't I think the guy who did Black Klansman, the director? Why? Can't... Oh yeah, Defy Bloods. Yeah, yeah. I think this is his last one though, like because okay. it just came out last gotcha. month or something. Okay. Number four, the best rom-com of this year. Maybe the last five years, Palm Springs. Oh, my goodness. That's why I wanted to bring I, it up. I, Palm I do, <sighs> so good. I still think about it. It's the only movie I think I've rewatched on this list. I, I, I want to rewatch Tenet again. It's been a while. I mean, like, I just watched it, though. Yeah. Uh, number three, The Five Bloods. Oh, nice. I really like The Five Bloods. It's I really want to see it. It's a lot of fun. Fun? I don't know if fun's the right word. Yeah. It's pretty like, sad, actually. It's a pretty intense movie from what I yeah. <laughs> just watching the trailers. Number two, His House. It's also, this is a horror movie, and I think it's the best horror movie this year. It's the, the best, movie horror, best horror movie this year about, like, uh, immigration and... That sound, that rings a bell now that you say that. Yeah, it's about, like, these people from Africa get... They get a house in, in England... They're refugees. Okay, yeah. And they, uh, some some crazy stuff happens. Number one movie, Sound of Metal. Probably another one you've never heard of. Mm-mm. It's um very it's it's amazing. I think everyone should watch this movie. It's a it's it's about this guy who is in a metal band, and he slowly becomes deaf. A lot of music, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like looking at this, I'm like, wow, oh, look at all the music stuff. Um, he slowly goes deaf, and then he goes deaf, and then you kind of follow his life the last like the next three or four months of his life after that interesting and how it like really messes with him but good times there's my top 10 i didn't even heard of that one who cares let's talk about <laughs> my best friend's wedding <laughs> who is this guy giving me a top 10 list? listen i just want people to watch movies and uh, i think that's a good way to do it i agree plus i have a lot of, to say about this movie so we should dive right in oh yeah i need to get the prefer to be on oh wait can you give me the wi-fi oh so my best friend's wedding is uh i think one of the most interesting rom-coms that we've watched i think like people who just watch it and don't think too much about it it just feels like a traditional rom-com but to me this feels like this is from the perspective of a person who watches a rom-com and wants to ruin their life yep and uh, Jennifer Gardner is that no? no. It's, that's thirteen going on. 30. Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts is like the villain, and we follow her, which is yeah. real interesting. Super interesting. Uh, and like we're gonna spoil it anyways, but like the ending 
is supposed to be this like a normal rom-com. It's that warm blanket around you, right? Like the, the, all through the movie, you're like, Oh, they're wrapping, they're going to, they're cut tucking you in, they're wrapping you up in this warm blanket. And then the creator, the writer, the director just pulls that warm blanket right off of you at the end. And I felt like, Oh, that felt, that felt good it for did. once. Like that because, never feels good. Because if, it, if she would have got with him the way that she was going about it, it would have been just another bad story she's a a monster yeah now i'm gonna say i don't think like the monstrous thing she does feels in character i actually felt like it was way out of character and after like the first monstrous thing she does is um after that it kind of goes downhill i think that's the worst part of the movie it's like the last 30 minutes for me it was kind of boring i can see that uh and just not with the rest of the movie, it felt like a different movie. She just all of a sudden becomes this villain. Yeah. Whereas, I can see that. Yeah. So, but like, here I'll, I was listening, uh, or I was reading, I was reading a pod, or I was, <laughs> I was reading a podcast. I just read their transcript. <laughs> they, they wrote that she, uh, somebody, this wasn't my original idea, but like, that perspective of somebody watching rom-com and like disrupting a rom-com is who Julia Roberts is in this yeah. movie. And I thought that was so interesting. That is really interesting. It's such an, cause that's true. Like her, her best friend is going to get married and they have a good relationship and they met and it's cute and all these things they are, they're meeting fast, but like, yeah, it's her fault that she didn't follow up with him and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. What do you, what do you guys say? What do you, it, yeah, I just I. It's kind of interesting because I like I agree with you with what she did was like almost out of character, but that that's the last part of the movie is what made it interesting for me because I was kind of ex- I'll be honest I'd never seen it I didn't know what to expect I never seen right. a trailer so I didn't know what it was even about really, um. So it I liked that as you, that description was really good of like the typical rom com blanket they try to okay they fall in love happily ever after for the main person. But it wasn't, and I really like. Yeah, it felt cookie that, cutter for the first most of the movie, and then yeah, yeah that last 20, 15 minutes. Yeah, so it's interesting that you because I I get where you're coming from and talking about that there are some boring aspects of that, but it really worked. Oh yeah, I I don't think this movie's bad. I think it's yeah. one of the better ones we've watched. Um, it's it's very charming. Yes, it's like it is the the be- the friendship works so well, but also the the relationship between uh, Diaz and what's the guy's name? I don't even know. Cameron Diaz and and the boy who is so forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's he is kind of forgettable, I yeah. guess. But um, I don't even know how to say Dermot Mulroney. Dermot Mulroney, yeah. He looked like Elvis in the mis- in this movie a little, a little bit, bit for me. He has he's the cleft a, lip and everything. He's in a new girl. Oh yeah, he is a new girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the three of them together are really charming. Yeah. I, there's little things that are weird, like. She, um, Julie Roberts becomes like best friends with Cameron Diaz right off the bat. And the family knows everything about Julia Roberts, which is so weird. Yeah. And like how they hang out is, is so weird. Like, I don't think Cameron Diaz in a real relationship would be okay with that. Yeah. You know, they're so close and so personal with each other, but I don't know. It's a rich person. So yeah. maybe it's a different world they live in. I like, I do think that cause there's moments the way that, um, Cameron Diaz acted that like you can tell that she's uncomfortable. Yeah. I think she did like it's, it's subtle, but I think she did a good job of, of portraying that. Like, oh, okay. Like she knows that um 
Julie Roberts' character means a lot to him, but it is no matter who you are, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, I want like I wrote at the beginning of this movie in my notes that Julie Roberts is out acting Cameron Diaz, and then oh. when the movie got further along, though, I'm like, actually, Cameron Diaz is doing a stellar job yeah. in this, and almost like I almost thought she did better than Julie Roberts in the end. Yeah. I think Julie Roberts is a better actress, anyways, than yeah. Cameron Diaz. Like she's got the Oscar, you know, she's she's been in like Aaron Brockovich where she won her Oscar and like just a bunch of amazing rom-coms and movies that we're going to probably do. Oh, there's my dogs probably sniffing at the door. Dog sniffing. (laughs) I smell that bad. Don't smell me dog. She just can't see. So that's how, (laughs) Oh, well now I'm making fun of that. She can't see. (laughs) I'm a new person coming through. Um, yeah, Ju- Julia Roberts is my wife's favorite actress. Loves her. Uh, she loves Pretty Woman. Never seen Pretty Woman. She loves uh, my best friend's. Oh, we just talked. We're talking about that now. Uh, what's the other wedding one that's like my best friend's wedding? Uh, it's called. Oh, well, she loves the Ocean's movies, right? She's in all the. Oh, Runaway Bride. She loves yeah. Runaway Bride. Never seen Runaway Bride either. But. Uh, yeah, I wanted to, Julia Robert kind of has an interesting career, right? She she kind of was this rom com princess, yeah, right? Like Notting Hill, my best friend's wedding. She does some like here and there, like conspiracy theory, or everyone says, or a Michael Cullen, kind of these conspiracy type movies. But then like, um, she starts like changing after she did a movie called The Mexican, which is the Robert Rodriguez movie. Or okay. no, it's not. It's Gore Verbinski. How dare I? <laughs> and then she does like Ocean's Eleven and some kind of more of these edgier. And I think she was trying to get out of the rom-com. And I think like the Aaron Brockovich was the start of that. And she kind of starts doing these more serious like Charlie Wilson War. Well, then she start, Then she kind of comes back, right? This is interesting. Now I'm looking at this in real time. But like <laughs> she's like, I want to be serious. And then I think it wasn't taken that serious. And I wonder if Charlie Wilson War or like uh, – um, maybe like closer or something didn't help with that. And then she starts doing like rom-coms again, again, Valentine's day, eat, pray, love, love, wedding, marriage, Larry crown, you know, these, I don't know. It's pretty interesting how she's going in these waves and now she plays the mom <laughs> and everything. But she's kind of at that age, I guess. Yeah. Like she's the mom in wonder. Okay. You know, that was more, I was like, what was in the movies she was in recently? Mother's day. She's a mom, I think, in Mother's Day. She's yeah, and then she she was uh, Ben and Ben is back, and she's the mom, and then she's like a cop in Homecoming, which is kind oh of my interesting. There are so many movies of hers I've not seen. I just realized. Well, Homecoming is a TV show that just came out on Amazon. It's pretty good. Okay, started as a podcast. Homecoming was a podcast oh, they made. Yeah, with Oscar Isaac was like the main guy. Yeah, and it had uh, David Schwimmer in it. Yeah, yeah, I listened to it a little bit. It was really good. I think we talked about it on this podcast because I was I was listening to it and I'm like, oh, you got to listen to Homecoming. It's really good. It's like this yeah. mystery thriller that's going on at this place, yeah. this government building. Yeah. So Julia Roberts has really gone through this career, and uh, we're gonna cover her a few times. I feel like, like uh, we're gonna do a few more episodes with her in it. Yeah. Because I would love to do like Pretty Women and Notting Hill, but yeah. all for it's it. on the list. It's on the list. We got all these lists. Uh, so what I was saying is Julia Roberts is this kind of what? She's a good actress. She's a good actress, and but like Cameron Diaz has started like out actress, out out out, out, out acting. acting her. Yeah, I can't talk. Save me, it's Friday. <sighs> Had a long week. It's my first full week of work <laughs> since 
Oh, since holidays. But since the last year. <laughs> so it was a long week, it felt I like. Bet. Yeah. Um, this movie is so fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I highlighted the karaoke scene, I think, so is one of the best scenes. where It is. It's that scene that you're like, oh, he does love Cameron Diaz. Because yeah. you're kind of questioning if he does or doesn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if he wants to get with Julia Roberts. And then... He she see, she ends up getting up and singing and it's he like looks at her and is like oh she's bad at this looks at Julia Roberts like come on why am I dating her but then she like goes at it and then he's like oh yeah she's she's pretty great yeah great scene great scene it, it like showed so much in like two minutes oh yeah okay I think you like this theory but a theory Ooh. I got a little theory it's not really a theory but uh, my best friend's wedding is a Kwanzaa musical. Right? Oh, yeah. So it starts out with this like song. Yeah. About like loving this guy. These three it, love it. Yeah. My wife was like, it's kind of a weird scene. And I'm like, I, I like it. Like I it's so it. weird. It's just yeah. like, here's a song. <laughs> like here's a music video before we start our movie. It's definitely a better way of doing the like because that was still the time where they're doing the credit a lot of the credits beforehand. Yeah, yeah it's just a credit roll. Yeah. Is what and I, doing. If you're gonna do a credit roll in the beginning, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Because 13, I almost expected it with our next movie's 13 going on 30. I kind of wanted him to do it with 13 going on 30 for how much music is involved in that movie, yeah. too. Uh, but yeah, they start there, and then there's another scene, like pretty soon, that they all start singing again. And then they're like at the dinner table, they always sing. Yeah. What's the song they do with the. Uh, Don't they do the Elvis song? It's not Elvis. Song? Pull up the music. Um, but yeah, it's this like Kwanzai, Kwanzai. Am I saying that right? Kwanzai, Kwanzai. Yeah. Musical movie, where every like what the movie is only an hour and forty five minutes or so, and every twenty minutes there's a new song that they sing almost the whole song. Yeah. And it works so well in this. Um, I can't, I'm trying to think of the easiest way to find the music. And it's not like they're singing it live on stage either. They dub it, which is interesting. Like meaning they they went into the studio. They sang the song, and then they dubbed it over their voice when yeah. they sung it live. And there's probably a lot of them who weren't singing in the studio, obviously. Right, right. There's that, especially the one during their lunch. They had a lunch where they were all singing a song. It's when the her, her Julia Roberts' other friend, the gay friend, yeah, is like they're dating, quote yeah. unquote, <laughs> and they start singing. So good. Yeah, that was fun. I really liked him as a character. Yeah, I wrote. I wrote, um, what's his name? Everyone needs a Gary. This is not his name. George. Everyone George. needs a George. There you go. His name is George. I say a little prayer. That's the one where they. Oh, yep. Yeah. Because then it's used at the end of the, that's the song they dance to at the end. Right. Um, I feel like we don't need to go through the whole movie, even mm. though this is probably a lot of people's favorite movies. And I think this is going to be one of our higher listened to movie or episodes. I, I feel like this movie stands on its own that we can just talk about certain scenes oh, yeah. and more about it. Um, yeah. I wanted to talk about uh, the suit fitting. Oh, yeah. Okay, I think this is the next best scene where Julie Roberts goes up to his, her best friend and starts... What the the George goes up to Julie Roberts and is like, hey, you need to tell him that you still love him, right? Yeah. And he she's like, okay, fine. So they go to this... He's at a suit fitting for his wedding and again, very similar to 13 going on 30. There's a lot of mirrors here. Oh, yeah. I was actually going to say something about that, but I, I try not to talk too much about another episode. The other, yeah. Well, just, just, we're going to, I'm going to release this one first. So just, it's a little teaser for our next 
which I don't think 13 going on 30 is as interesting as this movie. I agree with you. <laughs> I, yo, I, well, I think we might disagree a little bit on 13 going on 30. We'll talk about it next yeah. time. <laughs> Little teaser, baby. Okay, so he's trying on his suit, and Julia Roberts pulls on a string on the sleeve, and it just falls. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah. It's like, it's so simple, and it was so funny. I don't know why. The subtle, and then uh, George with the whole, like, making the thing fall over. Oh, yeah. The whole scene is just so just so lovely, charming. And uh, then there, I think it's the greatest F word I've seen and heard in a long time. <laughs> it threw was, me off. It threw me off, too. And Brittany, my wife, was even like, uh, I don't remember that. <laughs> because he's like, the what's the... We should use our character's name. We always do. Let me see. Um... Okay, Julia Roberts' name is Julianne, of course. Uh, Dermot Dermot Melroney is Michael. Michael. And Kimberly is Cameron Diaz, which I forgot Cameron Diaz was in this movie. So I've seen this movie before. It's been a long time, so a lot of it was fresh, it felt like. Yeah, this was a first for me. Um. So Julianne is like, or or Michael goes up and is like, what is George doing here? And she's like, we're here to F. We're here to F. And that's it. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's the whole thing. And it's, it's it's very shocking and very funny at the same Super time. Super funny. It's almost as good as the X-Men uh, Wolverines as the F-word too, <laughs> in the first class. And yeah. it's, that's one of the better <laughs> better F-words in it. Because you get one F-word in a PG-13 movie. I don't know if you knew that or not. Is that only one? Yeah, one. Unless, okay, there's some rare exceptions. I think there's two in the social network. There might be three, but there's nothing else type thing. They're like, okay, it's it's pretty clean until Oh, so this as long moment. as the rest of the movie. Yeah, it can't be sexualized. So no no sexual even though this one is, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but you, like you can say like F off, but you can't say we're here to F, even though so it must be an older like this is an older movie, so it must be an older rule. Oh, okay. Where they're like, you just any any F word, just one. Now they've kind of like, well, let's let's change it up a bit. Interesting. It is kind of interesting. The whole rating system's weird. Very weird. It's uh stupid if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> I had a teacher from England, uh I can't even think of his name. Anyway, it doesn't matter if we won't say his name. Um where the rating system's different. So he showed a section of a movie that's rated R. Which from, movie? I, don't, I cannot remember what the movie was either. It's going to bug me. Well, and we go to a very conservative school. Like, yeah. I think every other college in the world would share a rated R movie easily, well, yeah. but we like, go to BYU. My dad saw Clockwork Orange in college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You go to any other, they don't care. Yeah. <sighs> okay. I guess that was more, I guess I could have shared that later. It just made me laugh. No, no, that's I, true. I wish I, and now I brought it up, we watched uh, The Founder, but that's not rated R. No. I know we didn't watch the whole thing because he ended up just showing a part of it because he showed the whole film before and got in trouble. He's like, oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, it's the students that tattletale. It's not yeah. the teachers. It's very weird. It's a yeah. weird, weird, weird school. Yes. Uh, James and, Newton. Oh, James Newton Howard. Did you want to talk about him? Did he do the music? Yeah. That's why the music was actually good. Oh, so good. <laughs> like, because I don't really, I, I'll be honest, every time we go into a rom com, I have very low expectations for the music. So, like 13 going on 30, another example. But yeah. this one, like at the end, I'm like, the end of the movie, the music rises, right? Yeah. It swells. And I'm like, Brittany, do you hear that? She's like, what? I'm like, listen to that music. She's like, wow, that's really good. I'm like, it's James Newton Howard, dude, the guy who did Lord of the Rings. Yeah. He's done like 
10 movies in his whole life. Yeah. And he does three rom-coms and they're brilliant. It's yeah. great. He hasn't done 10. Yeah. But I, well, since Lord of the Rings, like before Lord of the Rings, he didn't do a lot. Yeah. He, cause he does, he's more just a, just a classical composer. Yeah. He does a lot of just you, that kind of com- compositions. Yeah. You can hear that in his movie. And I'm glad they did that in this movie because it is kind of a classical feeling. Movie, oh yeah. Which is pretty interesting. Speaking uh, of interesting in Cameron Diaz, a movie we'll have to watch sometime. Mm-hmm. That has a composer you would expect is the holiday. Oh yeah, because it's Hans Zimmer. <laughs> yeah, we should do the holiday. Anyways, uh, the director, I guess the director, um, PJ, what's his name? It's uh, PJ Hogan. He all, only uses James uh, James Newton Howard in hmm. in all of his movies, and he hasn't. He's only done kind of like most of his movies have been mute or uh, rom coms. Hmm. So I'm sure we'll do more of his movies. And his movies are kind of interesting, almost like blank checky, as in he kind of makes whatever he wants. I think this movie kind of helped him spring off making whatever movie he yeah. wants. Because this movie was very successful. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> it's going to be, it's, it's yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, oh, wrong movie. <laughs> She's a food critic. Yep. Kind of interesting that that's never brought up again. Yeah. <laughs> you hear, you know, like I said, the, the first scene, she's doing her job. Uh-huh. And then... Which is like, everyone's, this, this everyone's scared of her. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a weird way to open the movie. Very weird. Because the only time it's brought up is, at least that you that I remember, is when she confronts uh, Kimberly at the end. She, and then Kimberly says, you're just a something, something called your bunch of names, food critic type thing. Yeah. Well, didn't they meet by in like college, the writing class? Yeah, so he's, they, a he's a sports, sports writer. writer. Yeah. Yeah. But it tell you, you hear, you know, more, much more about his career than hers. Cause it's a big conflict of the movie. Right. Uh, I thought the age thing was weird too. They're 28 and that really put things in perspective for me. <laughs> Cause I was like, I'm 28. Yep. They look 40. Do I look 40? <laughs> and then I looked up the age of Julia Roberts and Cameron Diaz because Cameron Diaz is supposed to be 20 in this movie. <laughs> so Julia Roberts, when this movie was filmed, was 20, 30. She was 30. So two years off. Was she off, really? Yeah. She looks old. She does. Does. So maybe it's because we still see her. Yeah, it might And be she it. still looks, she actually looks really young now. She's like 50. Yeah. And she looks amazing. Yeah. Um, I was excited like, when I think of like a movie where she actually looked her age. I think of Hook because she plays Tinkerbell oh, yeah, Hook, and she actually yeah. looks fairly young in that. Yeah, that's right. And, and it then, might be because of the character she's playing, but <laughs> right, they like butcher hair and stuff yeah. too, which probably helps yeah. make her look younger. And then Cameron Diaz is twenty five. She really in this movie. So there's a five years difference, and yeah, you know, Cameron Diaz looked kind of older too. Yeah, but they, it's not that bad. Yeah, that's not twenty eight and twenty. I mean, because there's way. I mean, sometimes with older high school films, it was way bigger. <laughs> I wish they casted someone younger a little bit. Than, yeah, and then twenty five. I feel like twenty five. You're kind of settled in life. Where like twenty, you're not. Like you still are kind of awkward. Yeah, not awkward, but you feel like you have a cooler vibe. And well, twenty five, you're at that too. Yeah, I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> <sighs> um, I like how we went on this whole conversation of their age and at the end, who cares? <laughs> and why are we talking about their age? No, it's important because they talk about they're 28. Yeah. And we're 20, you're 29. I'm 28. I am 29. You are just, you 29? I am. Man. Now we're going to talk about 13 going on 30. If make watching movies at this age makes you feel so bad. <laughs> you're like, she's a successful critic at 28. How is that even possible? Yeah. <laughs> Meaning she started writing for this thing only like 
five, six, at best, seven years ago. She got, like, right out of college. Yeah. So she would have been 21, 22. And she's already that, like, people already respect her that much. Yeah. I feel like you have to be older, but that's, I guess, I my opinion. The food critic that comes to my mind is Ratatouille. And that guy's old. Yeah. Well, this movie reminds me of Ratatouille. And I think Brad Bird stole a lot of the scenes from this movie. Like, we, I've been watching Ratatouille a lot because my two-year-old is oh, watching I, it. I've seen it once. Oh, you got to watch Ratatouille, man. It's I, so, I, I enjoyed it. Oh, you watched it once. Yeah, I've seen oh, it once. Sorry. I thought I, you said that I haven't watched yeah. it once. I gotcha. I've seen it one time. But there's like a lot of scenes where they're looking through that window and like gleaming and stuff. And oh, I, they do this in my best friend's wedding. Interesting. So I wonder if he took those. Hmm. Yeah. It's a little side tangent. Um, At least it's related to the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. Here's another critique. Well, first of all, this is a critique. Paul Giamatti's in it. That was weird. <laughs> he like popped out of nowhere. He's the, the he's the uh, the bellboy when she's smoking in the hallway. He's like, he's like, uh, are you are you okay? You're not allowed to smoke in the hallway. Who is that? That's Paul Giamatti. He's the he was. Uh, I recognize the name as well. well. He's in Lady in the Water. He's the main guy in Lady in the Water. Uh, he was John Adams in the John Adams miniseries on HBO. He was Rhino in The Amazing Spider Man 2. Okay. Does that help? Yeah, he's in Big Fat Liar, I think is what it was. He's the guy who turns blue. If I showed you a picture of him, you'd you would be like, oh yeah, okay. He's kind of a char- he's a major character actor. He's not yeah. like an attractive guy. He's yeah. not really, but he's a, he can act the crap out of anything. Because oh, so. like, Rhino, he's a very big part in Amazing Spider-Man. No, so. no, he's not. Um, so that was kind of weird seeing him in it, like just a little cameo, it yeah. felt like. Okay, this is where, a right, little critique. The part where Julie Roberts, Julianne, I should say. How do you open this, Carlton? I'm trying to open this water. Let me tell you guys about this water. <laughs> this is an easy open top. It wasn't easy for me. <laughs> now I feel dumber. <laughs> Would you just, you just clip it open? Yeah, you just have to push it. I didn't up. know if like it would, I didn't want it to squirt all over yeah, my face. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you know how like bottle, like they use thinner plastic. So it's like easier to squeeze and stuff than like a soda pop. Or, yeah. I don't know, soda pop. What am I? 80? <laughs> or not from Idaho. <laughs> weird. Okay. So, Julie Roberts goes up to Michael. Is that his name? Yes. Okay. So Julianne goes up to Michael and says, I love you. So that scene felt like a dream to me. And I was like, unintentionally, like it was like. Oh, well, she, they go to the little good Zebo thing. Yeah, they go to the good. Well, she falls over onto Cameron Diaz or whoever, someone. She falls. And then like it just cuts. It's like a, a very fast cut to her running to him or wa- they're walking up to this gazebo. First, did you see there's a deer in that scene for like 30, just like five seconds, there's a deer that snuck in and then it disappears. I and I'm like, that. they just like, sh- they just like shot this door- deer and they- nobody noticed. I'm sure the camera guy did. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just sitting there. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I did not catch gaz- that. Well, if you rewatch it, you'll see the deer. Uh, it's behind the right side. If you're watching the TV, it's on the right side. Okay. Anyway, she's like, I love you. And then they start kissing the camera spins. And I almost was like, is she going to wake up? Yeah. Like this was weird. It was just, it it felt like out of, out of left field. Yeah. But instead it like turned into this whole, like Cameron Diaz sees him and runs away scene. Um, almost an airplane scene, which we love except as a train. It's still an airplane scene. Yeah. Like they're chasing after, I mean, it is, I mean, it's, the girl causing the problems that's chasing. So it's a little different, but it is an airplane scene. But that's the last part of this movie. Anyways, it's different. So let's talk about the ending. 
How long have we been recording? I feel like like 38 minutes. 38 minutes. We got so much. Let's just do the whole movie. We can do <laughs> yeah, all night. It's Friday. Uh, okay. Let's talk about the ending. What do you think? Which the whole thing? Parting, starting where we were talking about? Sure, that's fine. Let's start from that. Yeah. Like I said, I enjoyed, I was, I was expecting some weird messed up way for her to, and that's what, they did a good job. Like, you like Kim, Kimberly. You like her. Yeah, because like not oh, one of those times sure. where they they didn't. It wasn't written in a way where it's like easy to like dislike her, so you want to root for Julie. Like you don't root for Julie Roberts. I think that's the charm of this movie is it slowly inclines you yes. to like her, yes. right? Like at the beginning, you're unsure, and yeah. you're, because you're you're following Julie Roberts, you're not following Cameron Diaz, so you like eh, I don't know. And then yeah, by the end, like you said, you you like her a yeah. lot. Yeah, and so I just I was waiting for the and. It's not that I was waiting to get disappointed. I was just expecting something long somewhere for them to not get together and then for Julie Roberts to get the, the guy. The best friend. That's what I was expecting. It's called my best friend's wedding. Yeah. Like you would think that it's it's their wedding. Yep. And uh but no, he the director pulls the blanket right off of you and yep. says, No, no, that's not this movie. Yep. She doesn't deserve love. She's a monster. And yep. you're like, Yeah, you're right. She She'll she find needs, someone else. She needs to get her crap together. She needs to move on too. Yes. Like they've been separated. What do they say? Like a, f- a few years or something. Yeah. They haven't talked to each other in a while. They say, I don't remember. Yeah. If they... I think they said they call, they would call every once in a while. Right. But it sounded like it was mostly voicemails based off of the conversation. Yeah, that's right. And, and it's like the movie, I think again, shows this masterful part where she calls her new best friend, this, George it calls yeah. George and the voicemail or the, the, the answering machine is like blurring through his whole house. And it, that moment, very funny to me signified that Julia Roberts has like un, unknowingly moved on. Yeah. And that she is, um, like she just needs to find a new guy. Yeah. Whoever that be. And she's only 28. Yeah. <laughs> so young. I want to be a food critic. <laughs> we'll start eating food and writing about it no there's nowhere to eat here we've got (laughs) mcdonald's on every corner you got some places (laughs) on the balls do we (laughs) no we got a few that aren't chains yeah no i'm just kidding um yeah so then uh not michael and uh kimberly was that her name they they get married. Yep. And Julia Robert and Julianne has to just she watches it yep. and she's happy for him. It's a re, it's a really good moment. Like there's a sweet moment where one of the things they talk about is that um, Kimberly and Michael don't have a song. Yes. Julianne oh, and yes. Uh, almost, Michael have a song. I almost cried and yeah. I was like, why am I crying? This isn't because I think the last twenty minutes isn't that good. And I'll t- we should talk about that too, but. Yeah, we're kind of all over the place. We should have just talked about the whole movie. Okay, that's oh, whatever. Well. No, it's fine. We're already this <laughs> um, far in. But so she says, we, "You don't have a song yet, but you can borrow my song." Mm-hmm. And so she had made this request to the band, and nice little, sweet little moment. Well, Ju- Julianne is just like crying and like just yeah. saying how much she appreciates him, but both of them, yeah, essentially for doing that. It's it's sweet because like right before that, they start singing that song. And there's that musical tendency I was kind yeah. of telling you. It's like the end is like this reprise. Yeah. Really interesting. Um, and then her best friend George comes, flies, and... Yeah, another great moment. Oh, yeah. Because he, he calls her, and he's kind of just 
Well, could be if they weren't friends, it'd be super creepy. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's kind of just—it's—it's it's a fun moment though. They are friends. Like yeah. I would—I would do that to you. Type oh yeah, thing, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And so he kind of—he's kind of describing her situation. At first, he kind of makes a vague like typical her sitting by herself at a wedding type thing mm-hmm. by herself. But then he gets really detailed about her dress. Yep. She's looking at her nails. Yep. And then, and then oh, the no, crowd parts. Yep. <laughs> and then they, then they dance to the song that we already mentioned. I already forgot the name of. Yep. Um, say a little prayer. Say a little prayer. That's was that the, the was that the song they? Oh yeah. Because that's the one that they sing when they're dating. Yeah, they do the firework send off. Yep. And then yeah, you hear the music swell. So what? What was your? What, what didn't you like about the I, ending? I think the email is so out of left field too. I think the email when she sends she writes an email. Oh yeah. Okay. She so she breaks into uh. So Michelle's dad, Cameron Diaz's dad, is a real quick. Yeah, because we realized we didn't we actually didn't talk about maybe this is what you're gonna talk about that. So um, Cameron Diaz is really rich because yep. her dad owns the White Sox. She, yeah, he's a billionaire because yep. of some business. Yeah, some with <laughs> some with baseball. I don't think it's I don't think he, he I don't think he got rich off the White Sox, but he owns the White Sox. Yeah. type thing. Um, and so Julie Roberts, in, in an attempt to kind of, because like I so said, the whole time she's trying to sabotage, so in an attempt to kind of mess with them, she tries to convince um, Cameron Diaz to convince Michael. <laughs> Talk to Kimberly to convince Michael, like using actors and <laughs> character names, yeah. to we offer him a job, because she knows how much he likes his job. It doesn't do well, yeah. and he travels a lot. I think this scene works for me. Yeah, that I, part works. Where I, it feels like something manipulative, like a manipulative critic would do. Yep. Okay, <laughs> keep going. And so she good con- point. Good. She tries to talk to. Um, she convinces Kimberly to try to convince him to take a job with her family so that they could be more secure. Yes. Knowing that it's going to bug him. Yeah, because the the sports writer he got he's got to travel a lot, watch the games, and and go to these press events and all these things. So yeah, he's trying to give her a PR. He's. Tr- sh- her dad is trying to give him a PR job to, yeah, yeah secure yep. his family a little bit. And so that, that causes that, it's kind of where the, where the big amount of tension from Julie the Roberts interfering. One. Cause she yeah. like, cause the karaoke scene you talk about, she knew that Kimberly didn't like karaoke. So she did that on purpose to yep. kind of sabotage. But so, it but worked. The, yeah. It worked really well for and him. So yeah, it, it brought them closer together. So that didn't work. And so this kind of job thing is really kind of where the tension starts between them. Yeah. And that leads to the, the email. Yeah, so she ends up, she goes to meet, oh, she's going to pick up the dad, the CEO, the big boss, he's the dad, to go take him to a lunch. Yeah, something wedding some, related. Some wedding related. And he's like, hey, give me a minute, I'm not done with this meeting, you showed up a little early, knowing she would show up a little early. And she's like, oh, I got to send out an email, which is pretty interesting because this movie was made in 97. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the big boss would have an email, but would he use it? He's kind of an old guy. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It serves a purpose for this movie yep. that I don't love. The, no, well, I love this movie. I don't love this scene. Yeah. Uh, where then she goes, he's like, she's like, can I use your office to write a letter? He's like, yeah, fine. Breaks into his computer, not password protected, which isn't weird for 97, I yeah. feel like, you know. There's less stuff on computers back then, but starts writing an email that looks, she already handwritten at some point. Never in the movie, but you yeah. see that she like has been scribing out something. Starts writing this letter like, "Dear Mister," then it's Michael's boss. Yeah, dear Michael's boss, um, you're like. Then I don't even remember what the letter said, but he she's just trying to sabotage his job. Yeah, trying to get him fired, and that 
the big boss or the the dad, Cameron Diaz's dad, the CEO, CEO is like fi- like saying how bad of a job he did and stuff. And it just felt like to me that this just something she wouldn't have done. Yeah. It's too mean. It's it's not and again it's supposed to turn her into a villain, but it's it's really out of left field for me. And she's going to send it, but then she's like, no, I'll save it for later and I'll just let the boss see it. And then he can send it. That's less mean. That's less mean, but it's not. Yeah. I don't know. Did that work for you or no? I mean, I get like, in the moment I didn't really think about it just because she'd, she'd already been trying to sabotage in some way. So it felt desperate. And she it acted felt des- so desperate, yeah. And she kind of acted desperate, like on the phone. So I, it, I, hmm. it made sense to me in the moment, but like, kind of in one of those reflective things, I can see where you're coming from. As far as story, it kind of made sense to me, but as far as her character, I can see where. I never thought about the desperation aspect, but that is very true. Yeah. That she, like, she's already tried two or three times before this moment. So she, at this point, she's really very desperate. Yeah. But to me, it's like just being an adult and talk to him, just like what what George has said. Yeah. And just figure out what the relation, what you guys should be. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, there is a lot of desperation there, I guess. I, yeah. Maybe I just don't see it on screen. Yeah. But like, I guess in the context of it all, there is. Yeah. Because there's the, the phone call that she has before she does it where it interrupts George's dinner mm-hmm. and everyone stops and listens because she's like yelling. Right. That's right. Hmm. Maybe you've changed me on this, Carl. It doesn't happen very often. It does all the time. <laughs> I'm a simple man. <laughs> Just, I don't know. But anything? Else, what else? What else do you want to talk about? I mean, that's like that. I really enjoyed it. It was very. I think because I was just very surprised. I kind of just. I knew it was a kind of a classic rom com, so I kind of just had my expectations for certain ways to turn out, and my expectations was subverted in the best way. So I was just very, very pleased with it. Yeah, well, I think the email, too, I think what bugged me, because I wrote the lie is the weakest part of the movie. You know, every rom-com yeah. has this lie, I feel like. 13 going on 30 didn't, which was kind of refreshing. And it was. I'll tell you, like, I, we'll talk again yeah. we'll talk about that movie. But uh, I there's two, in my notes, there's two sections. There's the beginning, and then there's the end, right? And the, the beginning, I... I have very positive thoughts. And then in the end I start getting more negative. And I, I even like after the movie, I, I put like little stars in a stripe. Like that's the, that's where I start feeling a little bit less about the movie. And I noticed that's when the email got sent. Like, mm-hmm. because like the, when, when she sends the email, they don't talk about it again until the very end. Yeah. And at that point it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like they're still getting back together and, and mm-hmm. she says like, I sent the email and then it's kind of just like swept off, but it's a huge, it's huge. It's gross. Yeah. And I don't know. Misleading. So I was wondering, cause now that I kind of think about it, cause it is a good desperate act. So I, I do stand by that, but it's one of those things that now that I think about it, the movie had enough tension in the way that the movie ended that could have been cut out entirely. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. So I can, I can see where you're coming from. And now that I kind of think about that way, there's enough tension built already. And then her kissing him was already enough to kind of make things hard on the relationship already. I think there's more tension in the scene where the sister's mouth gets stuck on the naked ice sculpture's uh, penis. <laughs> I forgot about that. The best scene of the movie. You forgot about the best scene of the movie? I think I was. Where? How does that, that even happen? I think at that point I had to, I was... So I was doing something, was watching it before, so I was able to kind of focus. But that part, I had to 
you was missed, working on something. You missed the part where the sister. No, I saw it. Sticks I just her tongue <laughs> on the naked statues and gets stuck. No, it's funny. We don't even see it, but you see her like hands on the buttocks of this <laughs> naked ice sculpture, and her mouth is on the, <laughs> the penis of this ice sculpture. And it's I'm funny. like. Well, they were like, oh, the, the sister's tongue's stuck on the ice sculpture. And I'm just like, it's on the penis, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and then you see the, it's because it's pretty, uh, they glaze over that pretty quick. So, and like I said, I was in the middle of doing something else while watching it. So that funny. Part. Yeah. So like, yeah, that was more, there was more yeah. tension there. But Well, at the beginning, there was a lot of tension at the email and then it kind of just fizzles out. Yeah. Oh, well. Like I said, so I've, I've mixed opinions on that. Like I said, yeah. I, I, as far as being desperate to me in the context of the story makes sense, but as far as it actually needing to be there, I think the movie could have worked without it. Yeah. So anyways, I agree. Did you want to do any the Judy letterbox or two truths and a lie? No, no truths and a lie. But I do I'll have, do letterbox. I but, do have a uh, box office stuff up if you want to do that. Yeah, I'm worried about it, but let's do it. Nineteen ninety seven, huh? What's the month? May? Give me a second. June. 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 June 97, I was five years old. I'm going to say uh, 97. There's probably a Disney movie in there. What's the number one's My Best Friend's Wedding, for sure. Nope, actually. No, it's not. Number uh, one is actually a superhero movie. 97. Oh, it's Batman. Begin? Is Batman Returns? Batman Forever? Batman? The Batman. You've missed one. <laughs> the one you've missed. Batman and Robin? There you go. Huh. <laughs> Batman and Ro- how much money did Batman and Robin make? Ten million. Uh fifteen. It just says total. The total was forty two million. Oh, forty two. But number two. Okay, number two. What's your guess? Well, give me a hint. You gotta help me out. It's here. a romantic comedy. It's a romantic comedy of March or March. June of ninety seven. Romantic comedy June. <laughs> Oh, is it this movie? Yeah. My best <laughs> You're like laughing over there. Like, <laughs> I'm like thinking it's Because well, you thought it was number one, so I figured you just think it was number two. You're right. Okay, number three. Number three is Nicolas Cage film. Oh, 97 Nicolas Cage. Face Off? Nope. Mm. Give me a second. 97. I've never seen this one. Um, action crime thriller. Ooh. Not? I'm going to say not. He has long hair. He has long hair. It's not face-off? Nope. Newly paroled ex-con and former U.S. Ranger. Okay, okay. I think, wait. It's not face-off. Face-off came, I thought face-off came out around there. Uh, Let's see. Finds himself in a prisoner transport plane when the passenger sees control. Uh, oh, oh, gosh. You gave me too many hands. I should have. It's my favorite hair product, Con Air. Get my dryer. It's my hair dryer. Oh, <laughs> an ad started playing. So that was number three. Number four. I'm trying to think of a way to give this, give hints about this without. You're telling me Nicolas Cage had Face Off and Con Air come out the same year. What a great year. Okay, so I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this without giving away because there's a certain word about this movie that if I said it, I know I'd give it away. Very popular. Yes, it's a sequel, action adventure sci-fi. Sequel to action adventure sci-fi. June of ninety-seven is it? Is it a Star Trek? Nope. Takes place on Earth. Jeff Goldblum. 
Oh, Jurassic Park. Yeah, the Jeff Goldblum gave it away. Yeah, I, was I never say, thought. I guess I never think of Jurassic Park as a sci-fi, but that yeah. yeah. I was gonna say dinosaurs was the hint. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, I don't want to say that. Man, but. what a great year of movies! Ninety-seven. Yeah. What's number five? Number five is a sequel, in which the first movie doesn't have the second. It's Keanu Reeves was in the first one. Oh, it's Speed wasn't Two. In, okay, was I, yeah, Speed Two. That's a terrible movie. I've never seen any of them. You've never seen Speed? No. Nope. Speed is great. He's stuck on a bus and he's got to get yep. them off. It's a good time. Okay. Um, next one. Okay, that was top five, right? Yeah, top five. What else is there? Just yeah. name them off. So number six was Austin Powers, Internal, In- International Man of Mystery. I've never seen Austin Powers. Next one is Gone Fishing. Oh. It's a comedy. Good next year. one was a. Addicted to Love. Oh. Probably romantic comedy. Yeah. With, it's got a, oh my goodness, Meg Ryan. Yeah, yeah. And then The Fifth Element. Oh, man. 97 was a good year for movies. And then Buddy. I don't know what Buddy is. (laughs) Well, what a great episode. Yep. Nonetheless. Um, All right. This is our rum, or this is our letterbox review. This is from Daisy, just like the flower, spelled the same way. She said, uh, Julia Roberts critiqued food, but all she wanted was a, was to find a snack. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's a great one. Thanks, That's Daisy. One. That's very funny. Uh, well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, you guys are amazing for sticking with us. This is our 51st episode. I wanted to just say thanks for listening this long honestly i know a lot of people have said like oh i listened to the episode that i i've seen um which is fine listen to whatever you want who cares yeah. this is america um <laughs> but it's still thank you for you know 50 51 episodes a major thing i felt like yeah. for us i don't know why it's not really when we get to 100 we'll do something special i guess i don't know that'd be crazy uh don't forget to subscribe and rate us five stars that'd be amazing uh follow us on our social meds at romcom dudes and at all. And as always, Julia Roberts is a monster in this movie.